This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. It's a Friday edition of AMI at the Movies, our third edition of AMI at the Movies this week. We've had Kim Thistle on Monday. We had Amy Amanti yesterday, and we bring in Michael McNeely today. And Michael is kicking off his preview of the 2022 Toronto International Film Festival, which begins on September the 8th and runs till the 18th. And Michael is here from Kingston, Ontario. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm well. Always excited to talk about TIFF. And you want to highlight a couple of films that caught your attention from the Canadian lineup that have a similar focus. So what is the connecting theme that caught your attention? Well, at first I thought it was immigration, as do do. So we'll address that as we talk about the three different films. But I think ultimately all three films take place in the Toronto area. So I just wanted to bring a little bit of my... Manuel, uh, town pride here. There we go. A little bit of love for the six. The first movie is by Mongrel Media, and it's a very straightforward title. It's called I Like Movies. <laughs> so what, what are you hoping for with this film? Well, I think this film looks really fun. I think it's the story about um, a young man who wishes to go to film school in the United States. He's arguing with his mom about that. He doesn't know if he can afford it. But he gets a job working at Sequels, which is a, a fictional uh, video store in Burlington, Ontario. So I didn't lie. This film is in Burlington, not Toronto, but still, same difference. Um, and I think it's just... It's just fascinating to see a coming-of-age film in Ontario and with somebody who's a film nerd, a film geek, who loves working at the video store. Sticking with Mongrel Media, the next title that you wanted to highlight was So Much tender t- Tenderness. Why did this one draw you in? Well, this one is the story of an environmental lawyer who is fleeing her country of Colombia. Um... And I think it's very important to recognize that there are human rights lawyers and environmental lawyers that risk their lives on a day-to-day basis, standing up and blowing the whistle on many, uh, many things that are wrong in the world. And in fact, there are many environmental activists that have had to flee their home countries, partly because they've witnessed corruption and uh, other sorts of wrongdoing. In terms of, um, you know, the fossil fuels exploiting the environment or denying climate change, those are the those are the things that they're calling out, and that's what ultimately puts them in danger. So I'm hoping that this film will shine a light on that and will show one of the experiences of somebody who's trying to do the right thing but is also risking her life to do that. How will the style of this film attempt to encapsulate the refugee experience? So I've read the description and it says that we're not going to say Columbia. We're going to just listen. We're going to hear it. We're going to, we're going to have it 
um, spirit manifest in the film. So she's in Canada right now, of course. So probably due to PTSD and other factors, she's going to be thinking about her home country. And that's how we're going to experience it through, through what, what is happening to her. So I think that's very much a, a good representation of what it's like to be a refugee. Because you, you leave a place, but it never quite leaves you. What is a crucial accessibility issue in this film that you wanted to mention? According to the film description, the main character does not speak English. So that means that she will be speaking um, a different language that will be subtitled. But ultimately, the question is whether or not the English language will be subtitled. Sometimes when films have multiple languages, they do not end up subtitling the English language, which of course makes it inaccessible. So I hope that this multilingual film will be accessible to all. The last film that caught your attention is Elevation Pictures Brothers. What happens in this story? This this book, um, so this this film is based on a book of the same name, and I've started reading it. So to get an understanding of the story. Ultimately, it's the story of um, two brothers who are growing up in 1980s and 1990s, um, Scarborough. And I think Scarborough is definitely on the map when it comes to films, because we had the great Scarborough last year, Active, which you can watch now on Crave. So this will be another film that represents the multicultural heritage of Scarborough, as well as the dangers that face many young people who live in Scarborough especially in the parks area where the film takes place, the park area. So, um, and this story is really about how a younger brother mourns the loss of his older brother and how he tries to move on with his family after a senseless tragedy. Is there something you're expecting to experience with this film? I think I am just excited to see how Scarborough is represented because it's an area of it's an area of the GTA that I don't get to go to very often. I know that there are parts of it that are beautiful, but there are also parts of it that are very much troubled and unsafe for many. So I'm just looking forward to the representation of it on the big screen. I'm I'm excited for all these films to represent Canada on the big screen. Because a lot of times we have films that pretend that Canadian locations or other locations, you know, like Los Angeles or Chicago or whatever. But everybody knows that they're Canadian cities. We just don't we just don't get the recognition that we deserve. And so finally we're starting to say that these characters are in Toronto, these characters are from Toronto, these characters are living in Toronto, and there's nothing wrong with that, because that's that's the reality of many of us. I'm sure the rest of the country is thrilled to hear more stories about Toronto. Uh, Michael, we started talking about theme. Let's end on theme. What is the key theme of Brothers? The key theme of Brothers, I think, is ultimately, um, and you could also maybe say that it's a theme for so much tenderness as well, is that the memories, memories are not necessarily in the past. Memories influence our present and future. So 
in Brothers, there's, an, there's a scene where the younger brother is climbing a telephone pool. And so he needs to remember what his older brother told him about avoiding the different obstacles on the path. And I think that's that's true for all of us that we use our memories to try and remind us of what we should be doing now and how we can stay out of danger. Now, Dave, um, I would like to just uh, end this segment with another comment, if I may. Please. I've been trying to get more information on accessibility active, but right now it doesn't seem like anything is publicly available. Unfortunately, this seems to be the continuation of a pattern that we've been having in the last, um, the last few months, sorry, the last few years. One of the main issues that I would like to shine a spotlight on is that tickets are selling out of movies, but we don't know the accessibility features of those movies. So, for example, we say that brothers are selling out right now, it's selling like hotcakes. I don't know if I can go see it because it's not, I don't know if it's captioned or not. So ultimately, I'm kind of stuck when, I, when it comes to movies that I'm interested in seeing. So I'm going to try and raise these uh, concerns to the TIFF authorities and hopefully something can be done. But it doesn't seem like people with disabilities are given the, the respect that they deserve at this time. Well, let's keep a close spotlight on that one as we continue to shine a light on maybe some of the inaccessibilities that continue to exist in the industry. No doubt about that one. Michael, next time we talk, TIFF will be underway. So uh, looking forward to catching up with you again next week. I also just want to mention that it's my birthday on September 8th. This is the first day of TIFF. So if you, you know, want to send me a little something, just uh, <laughs> go ahead. You know, popcorn's always nice. <laughs> Popcorn and a soda, never a bad birthday present at all. Well, happy birthday in advance to a Michael McNeely. That's Michael McNeely with a preview of this year's Toronto International Film Festival, which starts on September the 8th and runs until the 18th. For more information, you can visit tiff.net, T-I-F-F dot Coming up after the break, we'll find out what's going on in the world of social media. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on AMI-tv. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods. <laughs> 